Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the My Wim Life Show, where we use wisdom, humor, inspiration, and motivation to help you go after the life you want. This week's guest is Erica McGuire. She is a fantastic and inspirational coach that is changing lives every day, and I can't wait for you to get to know her a little better. So Erica, tell everyone a little bit more about you. Well, first, I want to say thank you, Wendy, for having me on. It is such an honor to be here to share with you all today. So thank you for that. Um, I do want to say that first, I, I am a single mom. I am a single mom, and I always talk about that because I know there's so many of you out there who would never, ever plan to be a single mom. But I bring that up because... It is such um, an area of growth and transformation. It's really uh, a big piece of my story. And so I do want to lead by saying that I am a single mom of two little girls, and they are ages 7 and 10 now. Um, and we've been on a journey for the last five years. And um, my career, though, has always been in the social sciences uh, realm in some form or another. I was a juvenile probation officer for many years. And... Um, during my time with that work, I realized that I wanted to pursue a career in the counseling slash therapy slash coaching world. So um, regardless of what I've done in my career, I've always been in that sort of coaching, um, inspiring, skill building type of uh, role with anyone that um, really crosses my path. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, you know, uh, opportunities would always show up to support someone, listen to someone, be there, inspire someone. And so um, I would say uh, it's my life's work. And at this point, I've grown to the point where um, I now have a business doing exactly what I love um, and serving whoever is crossing my path um, for such a time as this. I love that. I love that. From coming from uh, an entrepreneurial space where I was also a single mom for much of that time, uh, I definitely vibe with that, uh, you know, that struggle that that we all go through, you know, for for those periods of time where it feels like in our business we're, in, we're alone, in our home life we're alone, and we are just trying to figure it out. So, I commend you for continuing to move forward and figure out a way to create a life that you love and be the mother that your children need you to be. Thank you. And I, you know, I, I love so much that you share that. I wasn't aware before that you were a single mom. And, and I, again, I think there's so many of us out there that live in isolation and feel like we're the only ones because when we're in it, it's so heavy and deep and um, we can't really see um, much outside of ourselves, at least for a big period of time. So there's a lot of, of moms out there. I just want to, if you are a single mom, let you know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that you can do anything that you want to do. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what, you know, you talked about the beginning of your journey being in, in juvenile assistance and things like that. What did that piece of your journey look like? And what do you feel you it how did you use it to propel you onto the next levels i would say for in the juvenile probation world um i just have always had a heart for children and and been a seed planter 
And I just feel that the earlier we can seed plant into our children, um, the better, because there's so much of life they haven't navigated yet. And what I found as a probation officer was there was a very authoritative approach that I just, it didn't resonate with me. I've always been strong and empowered um, and a leader on some level or another, but I just, to produce change in lives, create transformation in people's lives, the authoritative approach, the the um, top yeah, down. The top down, yes, thank you, of that was just not working. It was yeah. just putting them back through the cycle and through um, the system over and over and over again. And so what we started to do was, at least I personally started to do, was figure out how can I seed plant and help them skill build so that they can learn how to help themselves in the future no matter where they are. Because at the end of the day, they are out there navigating in their own world and they're not knowing how to do it another way. I mean, I did probation here in Idaho and I also did in California. And in California, there were so many of those kids that were highly sophisticated um, in you know, the crimes that they'd committed, but only because it was a repeat of what they had learned through their family system. So when I really, really tapped into where I felt I was supposed to be and serve was going deeper and helping uh, people discover what it was that contributed to them uh, producing the results that they had in their lives. And once we started to uh, really look into that, uh, they then would realize, oh my gosh, I can heal these things. I can look at all of these things and I can recreate something new because these are just patterns. This is just conditioning. This is just the way that I've been taught how to do this. And I don't have to continue doing it that way. So knowing what worked versus what didn't work really helped me um hone what my gifting was and i knew i would need to go to school for it and i would need to pursue you know some educational pieces like counseling and therapy um i've done a ton of my own personally as part of those programs and a ton of my own coaching so the combination of the two has really helped um me to serve my clients whether they're juveniles children um in this season, it would be uh, grown-ups or men and women who are high-achieving professionals that don't quite understand why they're doing the things that, they, that they're doing or producing the outcomes that they are. They just don't understand why they're in their own way. So that's really what helped propel me into this uh, coaching space. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, you know, it's it's always interesting to me, especially because I do a lot of, uh, you know, listening to other people's journeys and and where they've come from and and how they've managed to get out of that and I'm always so fascinated by the fact that some of you know even the worst uh, criminal acts are done out of a a habit or a learned behavior and what powerful things can we do if we can help them change those neural pathways to think about things in a different way to create new habits um, i just think that there's so much potential because there is a lot that goes into the strategy behind those crimes that are are committed how can we use that in a more powerful way to create positive change rather than negative yes absolutely and and yeah, and just empowering them with the capacity to choose because a lot of them just didn't understand 
but they had a choice. It was yeah. just it was simply in survival mode and on repeat. And we can get to that place. I mean, where we just do what we know how to do. And that's all we can see until there's a voice that comes in and says, hold on, you don't have to do it the same way, right? That there is another way to get uh, to what you want. Yeah. So yeah, I do want to add though too, that I think that there's a lot of uh, professionals in the world right now who are living really uh, private but real lives behind the scenes. Um, and I say that because I didn't fully step into my coaching practice until my personal life flipped upside down. I had all the education, I did all the things, but behind the scenes, my relationships were a mess and I couldn't figure that piece out. And I knew when I was faced with that day that I was going to become a single mom, that it was time for me to face my own patterns in a way I never had before so that I could recreate something new. So all of the coaching and the counseling that I went through that period during that period of time in my life is really what um, provided an opportunity for my business to launch. Um, I did have to walk through that personal process first, though, and I think there's a lot of people who are suffering out there in silence, and they don't know what to do about it. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I I appreciate you being vulnerable and ex, you know expressing that because it's so you know people think that we just have these inherent skills um, that this just comes so natural to us when they don't have any idea of the rugged mountains and the deep valleys we've had to go through in our life experiences in order to gain the hands-on knowledge of what those what that down period looks like or feels like and that's really where i think we get most of our ability to help in those types of situations or in counseling or coaching with other people. Um, I do the same thing, you know, with, with my coaching clients or, or my, you know, team that I'm running. Um, it's a constant pull from those experiences that really give me the leverage to tell a story, to explain that I do know where they're coming from. And I promise there is a different way. Yes. And there's just a level of, there's a depth to it that I couldn't have ever produced had I not been in those dark, dark days when I had to learn how to just open up and be honest and open about where I was in my life, no matter how you know humiliated I felt, how embarrassing that was. Um, all of the head knowledge was not enough for me to produce the changes that I wanted to in my life. I, I had to have my heart in the mix. I knew that it was God and I at the end of the day, and I knew it was just time because I knew too that I had two little girls that were watching me and, and my every move. And I just wasn't willing to continue moving forward in the way I was um, and dragging them through any unhealed things that I you know, was too afraid to heal. Sure. So sure. because of that, there's a lot of people out there that I feel might be going through some of the things that you know I've already been through and if I can be a voice for anyone I know at that time I was just hungry for anyone to just pour into me something else something I didn't know about something that I um, didn't even know I needed until I heard it and that's really what shifted me was having those voices come into my life and show me another way and inspire me to keep going yeah, yeah. so what when did that transition happen for you? You're, you know, you're in that, you're in that juvenile 
uh, probation area, you've, you're getting the additional education. When did it transition for you and you knew that coaching was kind of the next step? I think for me, um, at that time, I knew that I didn't want to be in an office necessarily um, as a therapist, just doing therapy in an office. I felt, I personally felt really restricted in that. I know the value of that and I understand why counselors and therapists do what they do. I'm trained in that. I understand that. Um, but for me, I've always been very hands-on um, skill building. Not that none of that happens in therapy, but I just knew uh, from years prior that what I had learned about coaching felt much more fitting for me personally. So um, I knew though, as my life continued to unfold that I wanted to be home with my girls though. So, so that career path really wasn't even on my radar. It was kind of on hold until my life did tip upside down, completely just uh, blow all of my plans out of the water. So um, that then though was my opportunity uh, to create this business. And I knew in those moments that this was going to be used for the purposes, you know, that God had for me ahead. I knew that the whole way through. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to do that well, no matter what it looked like, how messy it got, I still continued to put, you know, one foot in front of the other. And there were days I just didn't know if I could make it, but <laughs> I made that transition um, knowing that the coaches that came into my space um, and the people that allowed me to show up, be vulnerable, and really help me get out of my own way and say the hard things to me and highlight those areas that I couldn't see um, was what helped me transform. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think is the best advice you were given along that journey? Okay. I had a coach say this one thing to me that always stuck with me. And she said, you know, I was going on and on and on in my rant about being a victim and they did this and they <laughs> did that. And I can't believe. And I was really good at being the victim. Um, yeah. It's what I had learned. It's what I'd always done. I didn't know how to do it any other way. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember a coach just stopping me like in my tracks and saying, Erica, you cannot do your own brain surgery. Yeah. And I remember just like being shocked and going, oh my gosh. I mean, it's such a simple thing, but hearing it that way really kind of knocked me awake. Yeah. And I realized in that moment that I am not supposed to do this alone. I cannot do this alone. And that it's okay to have a partner walk along with me and show me what I cannot see on my own. Yeah. So that was one of those moments for me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, obviously, being a single mom adds a whole nother layer of complexity to being an entrepreneur. Um, what do you think are some of the habits uh, and tools that you've developed over time that create that level of consistent success for you? For me, I would say is keeping myself grounded. And when I mean grounded, I mean mentally, emotionally, and spiritually speaking, physically as well. But I always, I'm a thinker. And so because I'm a thinker, I can go into the overthinking space really easily. So I'm always learning how to manage my mind and staying on top of it and noticing when I'm moving into that overthinking space. And it's really like reeling it back in and going, hold on, what are my tools, right? How do I learn how to manage my mind right here, right now in this moment? So in that is also that mindfulness piece of being present, being here today. What am I looking at right now? What's in front of me instead of 
looking too far ahead, which creates the overwhelm a lot of people sure. go through. Um, yeah. And really just leading with prayer and uh, meditation and, and giving myself permission to rest. I think that's probably one of the hardest things as an entrepreneur is giving myself permission to rest and know that God has my back no matter what. And yeah. I will do my part and show up um, in a much more grounded space. And when I do that, I know that God will move on my behalf. And so um, that's what I would say has been the greatest thing for me. And also, I do want to say this, giving myself permission to feel however I want to feel, not yeah. judging it, not, um, you know, just shooting myself, just allowing the emotions to show up and be what they are. Yeah. Um, and just allow that because this is the human experience. We will always have thoughts. We will always have emotions. And um, that's just a big piece of who we are. And just learning how to manage those in a way that I feel grounded every day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, particularly the part about rest. I think there is this big push to hustle, hustle and grind and hustle and grind yourself right into the ground. And while I think that there's definitely some truth to when you are uh, when you've dedicated time for focused work, you should do hard focused work. But on the other hand, if you don't take time to rest, you know, th there's that focused work time is not going to be nearly as productive. I hit a wall just recently and that night I was exhausted to the point where I, I just was almost in tears. And I just said to myself, okay, it's time to rest. I'm not setting an alarm in the morning. I'm going to let my body just do whatever it needs to do. And when I wake up is when I wake up and we will move on, you know, with the next day. And I felt 500 times better and really only ended up getting like an extra hour of sleep than I normally would have. But it just changed everything about how I moved forward. And ever since then, that was three days ago, I have been so much more productive repeatedly day after day just from that one extra hour that I allowed myself. I, yeah. You know, I just think so few people will give into that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's about what we make that mean, right? It's, it's, it's what are you making that mean when you take a break? And I know that for any of us that know uh, the entrepreneurial lifestyle, it is about pushing and hustling and doing everything you can possibly do. But I know probably just like me, you would encourage your clients to do the same. That rest is crucial because you can't show up for everyone else. If you are completely exhausted, I mean, yeah. an hour can make a huge difference, but when you just give yourself permission to do that, it's a life changer. And I, I admit that I am one of those that I have to constantly say, hold on, hold on, I need to rest. I've got to rest or I can't show up the way I need to be or want yeah. to be showing up for other people. 100%. It, it definitely gives me that feeling, you know, when that, when that happens of, okay, I've been at this time, I'm being asked to surrender. And I'm just going to do that and yes. let that be whatever it needs to be. Yes. So good. Surrender, I think, is really hard for those of us that are go-getters and <laughs> um, high achievers. It's like, I feel like I'm out of control or I'm spinning or I, I, I could be, should be doing something when that could be the very thing that, you know, will benefit, benefit you. And 
I think produce the consistency and the longevity that yeah. this requires. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I love it. So what in your life, as you go down this journey, what have you decided are your absolute non-negotiables? They come first before anything else gets done. I think going back to, I have to say that my faith journey, my faith walk is first. I highly value my relationship with God. And I know that if I ground myself in that first, that I'm in a place where I'm open to receive and I'm open to give. And just knowing that constant flow is available to me at any point uh, has been the biggest um, treasure in my life. And if I can do that, I can also learn how to, again, manage my mind and manage my emotions um, to uh, align with what I value and what I know that I'm purposed to do. So if I can always just show up, whatever that may, may look like, I may be a mess, I may be, you know, just fine. But if I just show up and ask for God's guidance and, you know, who can I serve today? Who can I help today? Um, show me, you know, the, whatever you would like to do through me in and through me today that just really helps me stay in that grounded space. I've done all the hustle, I've done all of those things, and I still struggle with that at times, but I know it always works best when I start there. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, was recently listening to a, uh, one of Oprah Winfrey's um, Super Soul Sundays, and uh, she was interviewing Maya Angelou, and they talked about what, what would you, use me for today and i just found that really powerful as a way to wake up every mo morning in a feeling of gratitude knowing that there is so much to be given yes how can i be of service today yes yeah gratitude is huge and just just knowing that that my life is of such value that I am the catalyst here. What What is it that I can do to help someone? Because I know just having walked all the hardships, you know, that each of us walk through <clears throat> in our own lives, we, we need each other. We need each other and it matters. Um, and I think that when we show up in that way, it is an opportunity to be the light um, that we are meant to be on this earth. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. If you were going to give one piece of advice out to these moms or entrepreneurs that are just getting started, what would that be? To keep going. <laughs> to keep going. And just because um, you might hit a wall, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're supposed to quit. It could just mean it's an opportunity for you to move in another direction. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get frustrated with the walls that they hit and may not be able to see their own limiting things, their own limiting, you know, mindsets or emotions that they just can't seem to move past or through. Yeah. Um, just know that if you keep going, that it will come to fruition. It's when we give up too early that we're not able to see the end result and all of that time that you've worked so hard you know, to move forward in is suddenly lost because you weren't able to sustain and be consistent for the long haul. So just keep going. Yeah, because some days are so 
boring. Like some <laughs> yes. of the work we have to do, I'm just like, oh, yes. yes, I really do not want to do this part. Like this is not the fun part. Yes. Uh, but if you don't do it, there's no foundation there to move to the next thing that is yes. more fun and enjoyable and feels more like your purpose is being driven forward. Yes, and to always know and understand that we're always in process and that we're always, I always feel like I'm in you know, a classroom. I'm always um, in training for that next thing. And so if it's the boring stuff or the monotonous, you know, whatever tasks I need to get done, I just know I'm training for whatever it is that's coming next. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So tell everyone where they can find you in case they need to dig into your amazing advice. Thank you. Um, so you can find me on my website, ericamaguire.com, and then I'm on Facebook often. I'm also on Instagram, um, and I am now tapping into um, LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn now. Fantastic. We will make sure to put links to all of your socials and your website in the show notes so that people can find you. And as I end this interview, I want to ask my last question, which is, how do you give back? How do I give back? Giving back really is that daily thing, the little things that I choose to do each and every day. Um, which would include, you know, as I'm out there in the world, just being a human, you know, being a human, see the next human next to me. I mean, if I'm in line at the grocery store and somebody drops something, I can pick it up for them or, you know, offer um, a smile behind the eyes these days, you know, behind these masks that we're wearing during the time of this recording or just being gentle with people and knowing, extending compassion for the struggles that we might know nothing about. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate every moment spent with you. Uh, and thank you to everyone who is watching the show. Uh, we'll have uh, another episode for you next week. And until then, be kind and be brave. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.